0: Radio يو يشير من مخنخ
1: And welcome to another edition of Parshat Talk. i Rabbi Elliot Fallonhead with Highland Park, New Jersey. Highland Park, Conservative, Temple, Perish, and, and joined me, my good friends, Rabbi Barry J. Chesler. Salve Shekhter, Day School, Long Island. Rabbi Jeremy Kominovsky, Anche Chesed, New York City. Everyone, Parshat Vaera. Wow, this is, it's getting complicated. It's getting complicated. Lots of plagues. Lots of difficult things happening. Lots of suffering. In this parsha, both on the side of Israel and Egypt, but it starts out with a very interesting passage, and uh, the passage is that God is reintroducing Himself to to Moses, and Moses is going to convey that to the people, and it's it's a familiar passage. The passage includes the the, um, the terms of redemption. Um, uh, I will take you out, I will save you, I will redeem you, I will take you to me. So God says to Moses, go tell that to the people. And this verse, which which I can't get out of my mind every time I read this, Moses says this, it's like he gives this, this speech, it's filled with Meaning and oratory, poetry, it's structured amazingly. And Moses says it, mm-hmm. it. They don't listen to Moses. From Kotzer Ruach, we have to get into unpack that phrase. Kotzer means short, ruach means spirit. Abu Kasha, hard labor. You're Moses. And what what do you what do you feel after this? Or how do you explain the so the- we have to
2: parse this out a little bit? So before we were recording, you gave us a number of rabbinic commentators who had various definitions of Kotzer Ruach. But maybe the Kotzer Ruach is best understood as impatience and it belongs to Moshe that the mm-hmm. Avodah Kasha is B'nai Yisrael and the mm-hmm. Kotser Ruach is Moshe who is impatient. Right? He wants immediate results. And I, I, was struck by, on my <laughs> I was struck by another thing that you said about the, the verses of redemption which generate for the rabbis the cups of wine that we were going to have at the Haggadah and it, it, it suddenly dawned on me this is really supposed to be the Torah Bakitsur in short. This yeah. is the top seed supposed to go from Exodus to Canaan, the promised land. But we never get there. Yeah. So even the God that is introduced here is not the God that we know. Because the Torah's God never brings the people to the land of Israel.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I would differ on that last point only in so far as the Torah, beca- because the the five books of Moses end with with us on the other side of the Jordan, but Joshua does come into the land. So, so a a Bible reader who does not yet know that the chumash is the chumash instead of the the Shishia, um, w- would would say we never get there. But I, I do think you know, Elliot, you you have uh, many times have mentioned that you know Genesis is the story of a family, Exodus is the story of a nation, and there's some there's some transformation that's going to go on from you know Abraham Isaac and Jacob and their children and and the little households to um to this nation and the the shonot shal Geulah these four promises or with the fifth one I think we should we shouldn't qu- quite go away so fast uh from these verses in, in chapter 6 verse 6 and 7 and 8 and 9 um 6 7 and 8 these promises they are constitutive of that that nation in formation, like when does it become a nation? And so here's what you should tell them: I'm the Lord. I'm going to take you out from under these burdens of Egypt. I'm going to rescue you from their from their uh, labor. I'm going to redeem you with an outstretched arm and and uh, great judgment. And then I will take you to be my people, and I will be your and I will become your God. And that verse seems to be highly constitutive. It's it's the essence of the people's national consciousness, which is formed right here. This is the Brit. You're going to be my people. You're going to become my people. And in, in Hebrew, by the way, just for our um, uh, uh, for our um, you know, on a grammatical point, le something the, the 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 to be verb with a with a lamed preposition means to become. lachem lelohim means I will become your God. So when these things happen, and this is the substance of the Book of Exodus, uh, the relationship is really formed nation to God, and and this to me seems like super duper.
1: And don't leave off the last verb. Vidatem, and you shall know, and you will know, and of course we know that. Knowing is much more than just knowing, but but it's so so you know it's interesting because I, I I like to divide this the these verses not in terms of the four verbs but actually there are two groups of three um, because you could look at the the first three which is votzeti, I take you out, I redeem you. V'galati,
0: v'hotzeti, hitzalti, is the, the
1: first vi, right? he, salti, Those are three. They're, they're like in the same stems and then it's the so so you know the rabbis created the structure of the four cups of wine to match these four the four first verbs. but if you if you divide it differently it, it kind of makes a different set of sense you know that that there's redemption going on in the first place and then relationship going on in the second three verbs um and and you're I, I agree with you that 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 it's all about establishing the relationship and and you know, Barry, what you said. So, so it 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 has to go through more steps. It doesn't happen so, right away.
2: As long as we're talking grammar, what do you make in verse six that the word avodatam switches from second to third person?
1: Right? Exactly.
2: I, so he's going to rescue you. I will rescue you from their work.
0: The work that they impose on you.
2: The Work that they impose on you. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it, 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 so it goes back to Mitzray.
0: It fits perfectly with the preceding clause. I'll take you out from underneath the Egyptians' burdens, not the not the burdens that the Egyptians are bearing, but the burdens the Egyptians are imposing. And I will rescue you from the labor they're imposing. Um you know, by the way, we talked last week uh that that Moses went out to see the see his brothers and see their uh their burdens. And we talked about, um, you know, w- w- what what could it mean? What could it mean that uh, he goes to see his brethren and he identifies with the Israelites or he doesn't? And, and uh, I think we may have even talked about this last week, but I was just it was struck as I reviewed that, that the Egyptians are putting Sivlot on the Israelites. Um, and so when he goes out to see his brethren. And their burdens. It may mean his brethren, the Egyptians, and their burdens that they are crushing the Israelites with.
1: Nice. So they they, they don't listen to him, and and the commentaries are all over the map on on why. And and so I want to I want to offer a few of their uh, interpretations. One is that that they're just they're so depressed. They have they're experiencing this o- overwhelming sense of despair and depression. And, and another one which we might want to kind of debate here which is Moses has no credibility and and they're disappointed with Moses Moses has already said to them they've he's made one presentation to them before in which uh he said that God you know God is remembered or they they hear this and they and they they the people hear what Moses said right b'chori Israel and the this is in last week's part of chapter four and um, they bow down. They listen. They believe, right? And they think that that they're going to be delivered already. And so, so and, they, and one second is that the kotzer ruach here is that he didn't deliver. They're disappointed, and and he's lost all credibility with them. And and that's that is part of the mix here. That that he can't come to the Israelites with any sense of accomplishment now. And I think that that's what's preventing him or giving him a, a great deal of pause. But go ahead. So
2: I want to shift the emphasis. I think it's a, a bit unfair to say he lost credibility. He never gained it. So if we look at Moses from the Israelite point of view, who is he? Right. He's some guy who grew up in the Pharaoh's house. He comes and tells us that God has talked to him, but it's not even the God that we know. Right. It's, it's a different God. And then the first thing he says, I'm going to take you to the land out of the land of Egypt and our burden is immediately made worse because now we have to go find straw to make bricks right. and still maintain the count. So that I think you know there's kind of a dissonance here between the expectations of Moses and the people that Moses is a leader looking for a people and the
1: Israelites are a people looking for a leader and they haven't quite met yet. So again, the politics of this are, are fascinating. Which is, can you can you parachute into a people without any without any street cred, without any you know, without any experience? Can you can you just lead a people without having made any without having paved the pothole? I don't know. You know.
2: I think you can only lead your people, and until they become your people, they're not going to be led
0: well you know I I, I return to that Kotze Ruach verse uh, with a little bit of a fanciful reading if we can say this. Moses says yes but they're in no but Moses he says yes uh, but they can't hear it because the hope has been beaten out of them. And uh now the question about I, I think Barry, the thing you raised about maybe the Kotzer Ruach is Moses' own impatience. Now I think this is this is potentially just brilliant because what what do we have in Parshat Dvaira and Bo coming up is we've got a long, elaborate series of plagues that presumably unfold over about a year. And um and and know it's success after success after success after success for moshe so the thought that the thought about moshe is you know his his frustration his failure i'm not sure about that because he does absolutely everything that he says he's going to do they're all tremendous they are all absolute marvels now he hasn't convinced pharaoh to 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 relent yet but that's because pharaoh's a tough guy pharaoh's not pharaoh's not a wussy pharaoh's not a bum pharaoh is going to stand and fight uh, and and the hardened heart of Pharaoh, I think. Though of course it is a is a um, a long you know discussion in Jewish thought about you know is, is he losing his free will? Is God forcing him to to uh, to continue to fight? Pharaoh likes to fight. Pharaoh wants to challenge Moshe, but Moses is doing great. I mean, he's 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 making miracle after miracle. So when is it, you know, that the people are like you know uh, going to going to get impatient and worried? they're they're progressing pretty well it seems to me
2: but they're not getting any closer to their goal right their goal is to get out of their situation and Moses and Aaron do this great sound and light show but they haven't left the theater
0: yet you see I I'm gonna push back on this one a little bit because they're not getting any closer of course they're getting closer but they haven't arrived and and the uh you know it may feel like that wh- whatever is the name of that paradox is that the the uh the somebody's paradox Zeno's paradox you can you yeah. make half halfway ha- every the of the can't makes,
2: catch up to the hair half, <laughs> half,
0: halfway <laughs> they, of course they're getting closer and we any reader of the Torah, knows they're getting closer but this is exactly you know frankly what you have to say about every human problem because every human problem every social problem you know economic problem political problem e- uh, the societies and the citizens always say, well, it ain't fixed yet. What's up with this? You're not doing a damn thing. Well, actually, we might be doing a damn thing, but we haven't arrived yet. And maybe we're never going to arrive, but it might be a little closer than it was before.
2: Okay. So this may be the importance of Shabbat, which doesn't come up this week, um, because the, what you're suggesting is that what this kind of slavery does is it distorts time for the enslaved. And Shabbat is what will liberate.
1: All right, I want want I want to throw something in here because I'm 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 hungering for for a midrash, okay? I I I want to see I want to see the pastoral side of Moshe and the Torah doesn't give me that. I want to see Moshe like you know visiting them in the hospital. I want to see Moshe kind of like saying to them it's going to be okay. It's going to be and and none of what he said is is that it's it's theology, okay? And and when I've commented in the past, commented on this in the past, I, I, I said, you know, there's a time when you can do theology and a time when you gotta just hold someone's hand. And and I wanna I wanna hear a voice that says, you know, he's with the people. He's 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 hearing their pain. He is gonna he's comforting them. And I don't I don't get the the okay. Torah doesn't give me that picture. Because Moses is not a people person.
2: Who is the people person? Aaron. And what does he do for the people? He builds
1: them a golden calf. <laughs> well, you're getting ahead of yourself. So so let's let's talk about people, persons, and non But he does, I mean, I I think part of
2: what you're saying, Elliot, is he just, Moses does not seem to have those people skills. And I'm going to run ahead a little bit Go again. Ahead. And he's going to end up in the Ohel Moed with the Masveh over his
1: face, completely removed fail.
2: from the people.
1: Right. And so, so... That's why we do need the midrash here. The midrash here. I mean, if we don't have a midrash here that says let's let's invent one, you know, that 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 kind of rabbinizes Moses, he makes him into a Hillel, makes him into a Yohanan, makes him into a whoever, you know. Uh, makes him into a Jeremy Kalmanovsky. Makes him into an No, editor. no, no. Well, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, look. Well, if, if your if your car is crying out to you, you're going to run. You're going to go. You're going to do. You're going to go in the middle of the night. We've all done that, okay? When I when
0: we finish recording, I'm going to visit somebody who exactly. Okay,
1: me. so so, but that and that's the haro-e, the, He's the shepherd, but that doesn't it doesn't tell us that. And then the reason why I'm doing this is because look, go to the first plague now, okay? So so. If you look at chapter 7 uh, verse 23, so so Moses is is going to Pharaoh, he takes his, his his rod and he turns the water of the Nile into blood and it stinks or the, 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 the Nile stinks because of all the the dead the dead fish. they couldn't drink it's everywhere the blood. The Egyptian magicians try and replicate this by Chesak Leif Paro. He, you know, becomes hard-hearted. Below
0: you just got to appreciate. You just got to appreciate the humor of some of the plagues passages, in which oh, this is a terrible problem. All the water in Egypt has been turned to blood, and the Egyptian magicians say, "I can do that too. I can, I can make do blood." do
1: what, what, you want to make more it. blood?
0: What you idiots? Why didn't you okay. do that?
1: And here I want to point to this verse. I. I for those who were at my class, I have a video on this, but he turns away. He I'm gonna make it a lab, he strolls back to his palace, shot libo He did not render his heart. He did not libo
0: He did not even well, we would say, you know the 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 idiom here is something like he didn't give heart but he didn't pay attention
1: he didn't pay attention to them and i, I focus on this because that's you know in that little detail we have a whole story the whole i have
0: story. this that is a there's a great observation uh, and, story, and so if you if you were if you were uh today um who on the world stage is paro in that scene yeah well, vladimir putin
1: vladimir putin exactly Vladimir Putin
0: is, is imposing lots of suffering and even though things apparently, at least by our news reports, uh, are are very very hard on the Russian people,
1: he doesn't care. Doesn't he care. Goes, he has a big huge palace, by the way, on like the Black Sea or something. There's a, there's a, there's a video of it. And anyway, and Zelensky is the one that's walking among the people, you know. And and so so there's uh, I'll use the word. And and when the war started, you know, people were saying that it's a Churchillian moment. The the Churchillian moment is that. Here is you know during the Blitz Churchill is walking among the ruins among the people and he's he's full of spirit and he's defiant and he's smiling and he's gonna you know stiff upper lip and we're gonna we're gonna get through this together because your leader here is not in a bunker is not in a basement somewhere your leader is gonna be out there because that's what a leader does and and so we have we have Pharaoh being I think artfully. Projected here as with his arrogance and let them eat cake and his indifference to his people, and yeah, and if, we don't yet can... have a Moses that is in the Torah here. The Moses among the people, in my imagination, of course he is, but but we do have a construction here that Moses is humble. That that
0: but I would say I would say that it this is clearly correct. Now let's ask why is. It, I mean, the Torah is telling us a story. What is the Torah's concern? Um, and I would submit that the Torah has told us what its concern is. And so you you pointed out that like, there's time for theology, a time for a discourse about God, and then there's a time for, uh, you know, pastorality, being with the people, being being among the people, helping them accomplish their goals, helping them survive. But I think the Torah has told us, you know, kind of repeatedly throughout the plagues narratives, that. Um, uh, that, um, I just lost the pasukah I was looking for, um, uh, the plagues narratives will tell us over and over again, this is so that you will know that I am the Lord. The point of this plagues narrative is in a strange sense, I'll go to this one, this is, this is verse, chapter 7, verse 3, um, this is God telling, telling Moshe in advance, I will harden Pharaoh's hearts so that I can multiply my signs and marvels in the land of Egypt. And when Pharaoh doesn't heed you, then I'll lay my hand on Egypt and deliver them. I'll really make them suffer. Uh, I'll deliver my people from the from the land of the Egyptians with extraordinary chastisements. And the Egyptians shall know um ki an that I am the Lord. Pharaoh had earlier said, you know, I, I never heard of this God. I don't know who this God is. The point of this story is it to say it nicely is something like it's a revelation to Egypt. You know, the revelation to the Israelites is the Torah, the revelation to Egypt is the plagues. You got another God's great. But I think that the drive of the story, um, you know, is is really at that level. And and that's perhaps somewhat unsatisfying that the Torah really wants to show God's uh, you know, dazzling, dazzling pyrotechnic power. Is that really what we want? As is that's is not that exactly what I want out of uh, religion.
2: Well, okay. So let's see if we could save the religion. Um, I I think that... A modest goal, but it's... I've been known for my extreme modesty. It's one of the best things about you. I think that part of what's going on here is the Torah is going to humanize Pharaoh. So by the time that we get to the end of the story, and uh, for these purposes, I'll say it's when... He sends Moses and Aaron along with Bnei Israel on their way. No one will ever think of Pharaoh as a god again. And Moses is the agent for doing that because Moses is in a difficult position. And I think, again, to your point about Moses not being a pastor is I, I think it's too much to ask of him because he's thrust into two diametrically opposed situations. He has to talk to Pharaoh, which requires one skill set and then he has to minister to B'nai Israel which requires a completely different skill set and you can't turn it on and off that easily and as we know from our own profession no one is really good at everything
1: no one is ever good at every everything so you
2: need someone else who could do the thing
1: that you don't do well so that you could do what you really do well. So, so just dial back then to the beginning of chapter 7 when, when this division of powers, shall we say, is is delineated by Omar Adonai moshe God says to Moses, I will make you Elohim to Pharaoh. We translate that as God. I will make you a God to Pharaoh or a power to Pharaoh. And, and Aaron, your brother, will be your Prophet, you will say, everything I command you, And he will speak to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh will send the people out. So it's not exactly clear because Moses is also Moses also speaks to Pharaoh. But but the Torah is sensitive to the the, the issue that you raised, which is he can't do everything. But I still want, I still want to. You know, I... I, I so, I, I, the,
2: then you have to ask yourself, is God such a good pastor?
1: You know, so so it's great... Because
2: be Moses is in God's role.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just like Erech God Hapai, is lonely from, from last God. week, Moses is lonely this week. And God will reveal that aspect of, you know, what it means to be God later on. We, we So
0: we talk about... Um, you know, we talk about religion, you know, the, the, these two there are these two big words that are used about theology. There's the, the transcendent the transcendent, and the imminent, right? Transcendent, God's up in heaven, people down on earth, God, you know, watches them like the lance on the, you know, on, as Isaiah says, on the rim, you know, sits on the rim of the world and, and watches the chess pieces move. Um, and then there's really, you know, in it, uh, you know, that that God is uh, as, as the great midrash about Shir air, I am I am asleep, and my heart is awake. That is Liban That God is the heart of Israel. Yeah, that's that's the great imminent I think this passage is like double, triple, quadruple down on transcendence. This passage is God's the boss, and it's trying to teach us that. Now Moshe, um, I would say. Last week in in the in the parsha, in his the three heroic deeds, you know, when he when he stops, you know, kills the Egyptian to rescue the Jew, or stops the Jew from killing each other, or rescues the shepherd girls, um, Moshe is, I think, uh uh and then it says the people cried in their bondage, they cried out to God. I think the Torah is saying Moshe is teaching the people how to express their dissatisfaction. That part I feel good about. At the Red Sea, perhaps Moses is going to say, "Listen, guys, it's time to walk. It's not time to pray. It's time to walk." Uh, that feels like some of what you're what you're looking for. But this this passage in the plagues narratives is like at 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 thirty thousand feet. It's not in it's not in the human experience. This one is is like out of human scope.
1: So I I I, I want to go back to Moses then and ask you know is is Moses developing here? Is there is there a trajectory of Moses' own growth you know I, I i have not read the book fully aviva zornberg's uh, biography of moses a human life it's called a human life is is moses learning how to be moses here and and you know could you could you chart Moses' development with the failure of his speech to the israelites with his delegation before pharaoh with you know him speaking to pharaoh pharaoh going home not paying attention this refusal 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 and and is he learning things about pharaoh is he learning things about god is he learning things about moses here and is that is this a useful strategy for this for this text to think of it as a biography basically i
2: i want to think that he is learning but i suspect that He's not not because of any deficiency in him, but because he's not in a learning role. I think he, as time goes on, he becomes a more effective leader. And again, I think it's important to isolate the tasks that we think he does exceptionally well. He represents the people very well before God. Okay. And he critiques out
1: that way, though.
2: No, and he critiques the people very well when they need reproof.
1: And he does, you know, he, he learns on the job there as well as we and do. he
2: comes to realize that it's the going, not the getting there, that's good.
0: Uh, nicely done. Greyhound bus or trail is yeah, one no, of But, but, the, okay, but I am I'm, I'm gonna push Harry back Chapin. even oh, Harry Chapman. Who turned was, 80 around now? Yeah. I'm going to uh, like push back at least a little bit about the biography thing. I I, I don't I, I have not looked at one word of that book, and and obviously she's a great uh, you know, interpreter of the Bible. Um, so I, I don't know what she does, but I, but it doesn't seem to me that we really are dealing with a biography type tale. It, it seems like we're dealing with a situ. Like I, I think that's true about all the people. It's not like okay, if 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 Joseph if, if instead of Abraham was the character in the Akedah, it would have been all different. It's not. It's not dependent on who Abraham is or who Isaac is it's the situation that matters and i would say here too i don't feel like wow you know if, if moses had uh, had 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 appointed somebody else as the as the uh you know deputy secretary of the committee then it would have been de- i think the situation is about the i think the story is about the situation oppression the need to demonstrate divine power i don't really see it as a person uh and i don't really see i don't think i see um because I don't really think that 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 Bamidbar has said, let's start off with Moses and Exodus, and let's see how he changes. I think they're just telling different stories to just fill this in. You know, we we've spoken in the past about the Yohanan Muffs. Uh, you know, the 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 right his writings about prophecy, and though the prophet stands in the breach, um, and one uh, stands in the breach representing the people before God, as Moses will say, no, 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 don't kill the people oh, God, God, don't kill the people. Give them another chance, and and representing God before the people. And Moses yells at the people and and makes them eat the golden calf. But Muffs also points out that there's like lots of different Moshes. There's Moshe who who is like a he's demonstrated you know portrayed like like the wonder-working guy in the desert who knows how to find the water out of the rock. He's portrayed as the poet who knows how to sing a beautiful you know poetic song. He's the wise judge. There's lots of different Moseses. And there's Moshe Rabbeinu, the one the rabbis will make. And and I just, I, I feel like each of those stands on its own, not necessarily in a biographical way.
2: I want to add one thing to what Jeremy said. And that is, when we think of various characters in the Bible or in fiction, whatever, even in real life, and we say we would like to be like them, I think that anyone who wants to be like Moshe wants to be like Moshe for his relationship with God. Not for his relationship with people, and that affects the way that we look at Moshe, right? Moshe has the greatest relationship with God. We don't really care
1: how he gets along with people. Well, yeah, as I said, that's—I know what... you do, Elliot. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm trying I to help you out here. What, 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 what you're hearing from me is—is is I, 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 I need that part of the tradition that that does humanize him, that does make him into. Into the accessible role model for rabbis, for pastors, for people who you know want to lead and want to have, you know, have their cake and eat it too. They want, you know, a relationship with God and a relationship with people. And, and Moses in the text, you know, failed. But Moses emerges as you know, the most humble. He's not as beloved as Aaron. And this, this is probably where we're going here, which is that, you know, in the end, the Bible is the the torah is the story of this duopoly or this do 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 du, du, archaeology well Duol- <laughs> you know when two people run the show <laughs> three three guys here can't come up A, with a, a do ever it <laughs> right? okay and 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 um and obviously they can't they can't do everything you need you need the president and the vice president you can't have it all Rested in in one right. person. You need a partnership, is what you need you're a saying. partnership, and yeah. and and I guess that's what's going on here. That that at least as as the story. But I also like to say, uh, there's he's, you know, maybe maybe the Torah is not making him out to be the reflective leader, but hey, come on, They're, your first plague is not your
2: tenth plague, it's, right? But the other thing, you know, I want to come back to this. What is Moses's great act as a shepherd? Yeah, it's when he chases that sheep. Into the wilderness and finds God. You know, we never hear that the sheep makes it back to the flock. Oh, uh-huh.
0: well. well yeah. that, so, so tell that midrash with a little bit more fullness, so that our listeners can. What What is it that the sages are trying to do when they tell that midrash? I don't know. I thought I. But uh, so, so the uh, I thought it was me. The, 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 the like the the story is, you know, how did Moshe? Uh, come to the burning bush you know he there's one little sheep that goes off and Moses says oh my goodness i realized i didn't understand that that sheep didn't have enough water and and that's why he was so he or she was so you know so so thirsty that i had to go out and look for water i i failed to be a good shepherd so now i went after that shepherd i care about each and every last one i make sure you get your water and when doing that stumbles upon the burning bush because god says oh that's the guy who is going to be necessary, and that midrash is essentially saying that whoever the ancient author of that midrash is saying, with Rabbi Elliot Malament of, of Conservative, uh Conservative Temple Congregation uh, is saying, yeah, we just got we got we got to have something a little bit more personality about this guy because exactly. because the wonder worker with the with the with the rod and the, and these big pronouncements is just not enough as a religious leader. I got to feel something about this guy.
1: Exactly. That's why. I, I I I come to these parshas the Vaera and Bo especially with a certain kind of you know difficulty because because and, and it's like your difficulty also which is it's all about the power it's all about the 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 light and sound show and and this devastation and we we're we're modern readers of the of the of the Torah and this unsettles us in some way because we don't encounter God in this way and so and and we are more concerned with those poor people who are getting bombed you know in 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 Ukraine and and getting killed by these missiles random missiles on a, on any given day that's what's driving us you know the people that are suffering throughout the world in different areas of conflict these these people who are risking their lives in Iran you know to 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 protest and getting killed and getting executed that that's who we care about you know and and there's there are major political dramas going on here that are displays of, of raw power, and you know we just want to hold someone's hand, I guess I don't know, but but uh, we 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 are beyond our time. It these we we, we the parsha takes us to Barad, hail, it's a fascinating par- uh, uh, plague because it's a nest within a nace, The fire and the water together and that's what we got here
0: you know actually i just want i want to maybe add one little just put just sprinkle you know put a put a few chocolate sprinkles on your point here which is that um you know you religion is is going to have to to also be able to hold your hand and yet this passage does return to quote the finger of god but not in that warm tender way that you're talking about It's, it's the and and I'm I think it's really vivid for me um the hand of God means the the, the the destructive power and might of the God of the cosmos and yet I would like more you know whatever I, I think I described the, the passage is doubling down on the transcendence this is what it's about this is what it wants to convey. it wants to smack the Egyptians in the face until they they also must know the that, that there's none like me in the whole world but but the overall sweep of religion can't be just divine might it's got to be it's got to be be tender
1: Absolutely. well on that note we are going to leave our viewers and listeners with compassion and the hope that you enjoyed this and we want to thank you always we want to thank you for watching spending the time please share our videos share the podcast because we love uh, we love that you guys uh, are uh, able to uh, enjoy the Torah with us. And uh, send your comments. And we'll see you next week on another edition of Parsha Talk. Thanks for watching.